0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to JFOD News, the only place you should get your news. I'm just kidding. Could you imagine? Uh, Welcome to another live stream. Um, Yeah, today we are doing part two of a brilliant article by journalists Jeremy Lafredo and Max Blumenthal. The article is entitled Public Health or Private Wealth, How Digital Vaccine Passports Paved the Way for Unprecedented Surveillance Capitalism, and it's from The Gray Zone, which is a great news outlet you should check out at thegrayzone.com, that's gray with an A. Uh, And yeah, this is a very in-depth piece. It's a very in-depth article. And so Friday, um, we went through the first half of the article, and I think it was... uh, very, very insightful. Covered a lot of interesting stuff about how these how these uh, vaccine passports are going to be turned into full-fledged digital passports and how that is going to lead to all sorts of systems of control and unprecedented levels of surveillance. So if you want to watch the first half of this, if you haven't seen it yet, if you haven't seen that stream, you can currently find it on um, my YouTube page. So just type John F. O'Donnell into YouTube and it's the most recent video. Um, so feel free to check that out. Also, pretty soon, everything is going to be up on Rockfin. I'm going to be on Rockfin now. So definitely check out uh, rockfin.com slash Uh I already have some content up there if you want. Um, and uh, yeah, let's jump into it. But first, let's just uh, let's check the chat. All right. Hey, what's up, Daniel? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Daniel uh Rolls Ron says let's put a stop to this stupid government today and evil people bro <laughs> yeah i agree i agree let's do this thing um so yeah why not let's just get into the article uh let me share with y'all this screen oh you know what i always forget to do this um uh Yeah. If you guys want to follow me, a great way is to uh, join my newsletter. So you can subscribe to that at jfodnews.com. That is a really cool thing to do. And you can follow me on Twitter at The Real JFod, where I'm being more active and I'm going to be more consistent with my newsletters. So signing up for those two things really helps me out. Um, Real quick, before we get into it, uh, because Daniel Ralsron wrote, a call for an uprising, 100% more content coming soon. the truth is, I promise you, I am not this guy, a call for an uprising. There's uh, there's this channel that does these animated videos and it's a lot of, uh, uh I don't know, it's a lot of just content that's about, I guess it's like, I guess it's truth or stuff, uh, but it also has like a, a symbolism aspect to it where it's like Mark of the Beast style stuff and it seems to have a, a Christian underpinnings to it. I haven't watched too much of the content, I don't know a ton about it, but for some reason... People think that my voice sounds similar to this guy's voice, uh, but I'm telling you, I'm not this guy. And for a while, people were making compilation videos um, to uh, to try to say that I was him, but I'm not. And I think uh, Daniel in the chat is just messing around. Um, he said, he's crazy, bro. Ha ha ha. Yeah, I'm not that guy. I'm John F. O'Donnell. Uh, but anyway, I'm not a call for an uprising. Uh, I promise. All right, let's share this screen and let's get into it. Um, I'm very excited to, uh, read the second half of this, um, article because I think it's super, super important to, uh, let's see, that's not the right one. Of course, I think it's super important to, um, to go through this stuff and understand what's going on because a lot of people think that the vaccine passport is no big deal. A lot of people don't realize that it's the onboarding for a complete infrastructure for um, for a full-fledged digital ID replete with biometrics, replete with all of your health records, replete with uh, a record of every place you go, every place you travel to, and the digital wallet aspect that can allow for the cashless society and the central bank digital currency, the programmable money that they can shut off at any time uh, if you're not uh, obeying the rules of the state, man. So this is definitely not what we want um all right all right daniel ralston says it's not you bro okay good good to know um yeah all right let's see i am not a call for an uprising i promise um all right here we go let's get into it so this is the second half of the article first section we're going to read ID 4D expands digital ID to track more human activity than ever. Oh, great. Fantastic. Let's find out what ID 4D is. In 2016, the Gates Foundation ponied up funding for a World Bank project called the Identity for Development ID 4D initiative for the for the declared purpose of bringing the, quote, adhaar approach to other countries the adhaar approach adhaar is a um is a program in india if you if from the first half of the article explains that uh that is put um that has a digital id system for a billion people in india that um people who need to get their rations they have to be attached to this uh to this uh to this system in order to get uh their allotment of rations per month very poor people to date The World Bank has invested $1.2 billion into the ID4D initiative with the official aim of creating, quote, identification systems using 21st century solutions. All right. Among the four financial partners that established the initiative were two familiar big tech back operations, the Gates Foundation and the Omidyar Network, along with Australian Aid and UK Aid. Now, don't forget Pierre Omidyar. He is the dude who's a co-founder of eBay and also owns the Intercept, which is supposed to be like a uh, critique of national security state and, and and big tech. But he's a technocrat, and he also owns a lot of the fact-checking sites that absolutely are manipulative in the way that they'll fact-check something that is true and say that it's false. So that's that guy. So he's also involved with his ID4D situation. According to the World Bank, the Gates Foundation's catalytic contributions in particular transform the Pro, the project from an idea to a functional World Bank initiative. Okay, here's an image right here: Inclusive Digital ID for a resilient recovery from COVID-19. Virtual World Bank Group IMF Annual Meeting October 21st, 2020. All right, Adhairs Nilakani, uh, that's the head of it. Uh, he's a a billionaire from uh, India, currently sits on the ID4D Initiative Advisory Council. According to the World Bank, ID4D, quote, promotes the use of digital ID systems for free movement and service delivery by creating linkages across systems that allow users to authenticate themselves for key services, such as receiving social transfer payments, completing financial transactions, and crossing borders. Wow. Wow. So in order to have any sort of freedom of movement and to receive any sort of social services, you have to be tapped into this digital ID system. Promotional materials frame this venture as a humanitarian cause. Yay. Centered on helping poor women and making sure unbanked individuals, those without a bank account, such as refugees and and migrants, are included in the modern economy. Sounds good, right? Right. Yet, a closer look at the initiative's backers and their agenda reveals a longstanding goal of the captains captains of global capitalism, creating a digitally-centered identity system that enables powerful public and private institutions to track more human activity than ever. Yeah, this is about creating new markets, and we are the products of those markets. We are those markets. Digital ID, quote, can be leveraged by government and commercial platforms to facilitate a variety of digital transactions, including digital payments, explains the World Bank. In an August 2021 white paper, the World Bank called on African nations to achieve, quote, a single digital market and loosen regulations on digital infrastructure to lower the risk for investors. The paper revealed the real intentions behind the World Bank's push for a closure to the digital divide. Opening up the continent for foreign investment, Quote, government regulations, the paper declared, needs to smoothen the path to digital transformation in the region. By accelerating, quote, by accelerating Africa's digital transformation, businesses can reap the benefits, the World Economic Forum proclaimed in a 2020 article titled, quote, Africa has the potential to boost global growth. Yeah. So they're using the pretense of wanting to help people and bring them into the modern economy as a way to exploit them, as a way to extract more value out of them and create new markets and boost global growth. It's it's sickening that they use all of these the language, the flowery language of helping people when really they want to exploit people. It's pretty pathetic. Quote, there will Be lucrative opportunities in Algeria, Angola, Ethiopia, Ghana, Kenya, Morocco, Sudan, and Tunisia. A good bet for companies seeking to enter new markets. There it is, the World Economic Forum advised. As the World Economic Forum recently wrote, COVID-19 has highlighted the advantages of creating a digital economy, yet the advantages the group seeks of will likely fall on the side of its stakeholders. Partners of the World Economic Forum's, quote, platform for a good digital identity include the biometric id firm uh accenture amazon barclays bank deutsche bank hsbc bank mastercard the biometric technology firm simprints and the credit card giant visa yeah all just absolutely humanitarian entities that really really want to help the people are you freaking kidding me The initiative stakeholders represent the key beneficiaries of a biometric ID system imposed on the global south, with Western multinational financial firms functioning as the gateway for its inhabitants to participate in the global economy. The World Economic Forum has also made clear that the end goal of its agenda is expanding the model it established in India until every person in the world holds a unique digital ID. This is what they want. This is what they are attempting to do. They've been able to use the pandemic as a catalyst to try to get this thing done. And that is what the vaccine passport is the beginning of. It's creating that infrastructure and we need to push back against it. Absolutely. In an article titled, quote, digital ID is the catalyst. There you go. That's basically what I just said of our digital future. I should say of our digital dystopian future. Mohit Josie, a world economic young leader, Argued that, quote, governments should use Adhar to streamline the delivery of services and payments and massively increase financial inclusion. There it is. Anytime you hear the word inclusion, just run away because it is the bullshit uh, language that's used to uh, sound like everybody's a part of it. Everybody's just part of the team, your family. But really, it is in order to uh, uh, exploit, pillage, and enslave. That's include. That's how you're included. In a separate paper, however, the World Economic Forum conceded that the new digital system will not necessarily provide users with the liberation they have been promised. Quote, fourth industrial revolution digital identity will determine what products, services and information we can access or conversely, what is closed off to us, end quote, the World Economic Forum stated. They even say it, guys. They even say it. If you're not a good little bootlicker underling of the state, you don't get access to information, services, products. You can't move. You don't get freedom of movement. You get locked down. It's unreal. All right. Let's check and see what's going on in the chat. Cool, cool. All right. All right fourth industrial revolution the world economic daniel rolson says the world economic forum is the new world order yes it is they've uh they've uh rebranded as um as uh the great reset uh but it is basically the nwo um yeah let's keep moving id 2020 leverages vaccinations to push Quote beyond dystopian digital IDs and payments. Here we go. Back in 2016, Bill Gates Global Alliance for Vaccines and Immunization, Gavi, Microsoft, Accenture, and the Rockefeller Foundation established a new consortium to provide digital to digital ID certificates to infants when they receive their routine immunizations. This is back in 2016. They called it ID 2020. 2020 is in 2020 vision, I believe, not the year 2020, I think they called it ID 2020. Oh, oh, incidentally, naming it for the year that a global pandemic would be declared. Who knows? ID 2020 says it is, quote, dedicated to spearheading a global digital biometric identity standard Ugh, and claims digital IDs will lead to financial independence. Get out of here. Then you got a tweet by the great Corey Morningstar, who has been co- who has been covering this in a brilliant way. Uh, you got to follow her on Twitter. It's at uh, L A Provocateur E L L E P R O V O C A T E U R A A Provocateur, um, and uh, she's just been covering she's just been covering this digital ID stuff. She's been covering you know, environmental stuff very well. Um, but let's let's see. She says in her tweet. Um, Let's see. I should practice bringing this up on full screen. Let's see here. Picture. I can't figure it out. Sorry about that. All right. Yesterday's ID twenty twenty is today's global health pass. Is tomorrow's digital identity for all? Hashtag freedom as a service. Hashtag freedom as a service. The COVID vaccine certificate is the catalyst to drive, unify and implement a fourth industrial revolution, digital identity, global infrastructure back in 2016. um, Powerful concept, freedom as a service. Unbelievable. On February 9th, 2021, Hashtag ID2020 announced launch of Good Health Pass collaboration in partnership with 25 plus corporations and organizations, including the Commons Project, uh, which is uh, Commons Project F, which is Rockefeller, IBM, uh, International Chamber of Commerce. And MasterCard by June 7th, it had expanded to one hundred and twenty five plus corporations and institutions. All right. This is corporate power taking over public institutions. This is freaking fascism, man. This is the beginnings of this. And a lot of people don't know what's going on. And we need to wake up as many people as possible so we can actually stop this thing. Here we go. Back to the article. Partners in the ID 2020 initiative include the credit card giant MasterCard and Simprints, a biometric technology firm supported by the U.S. Agency for International Development, a traditional front for uh, front organization for U.S. intelligence. Yeah, USAID is a traditional front organization for U.S. intelligence, as in. Under the guise of aid, we'll use that to facilitate regime changes uh, in, in, in a number of cl- countries in the global south. Uh, way to go, USAID. Um, yeah, here's some pictures of this biometric stuff. Very creepy. Um, MasterCard's community pass project aims to capture the biometrics of 30 million individuals in remote parts of africa over the next three years and issue them a mastercard community pass biometric smart card which will in turn provide africans with a digital biometric identity and a digital bank account yeah so they're testing all of this stuff out in africa making sure the system gets streamlined and then rolling it out to us um Yeah, they're just exploiting poor people in third world countries, for lack of a better term. um, And it's messed up and it's immoral and it's awful. And we should be we should not stand for it. ID 2020 is currently operating in Bangladesh, where it administers biometric enrollment and digital ID to infants when they receive routine immunizations. Uh, Gavi CEO Seth uh, Berkeley has said he wants to expand the program across the underdeveloped world working with megacorporations such as Facebook and MasterCard to tie vaccination status to a biometric identification system. Quote, 89% of children and adolescents without identification live in countries supported by Gavi, Berkeley stated. Quote, we are enthusiastic about the potential impact of this program, not just in Bangladesh, but it's something we could replicate across Gavi-eligible countries. Unbelievable. With the WHO's declaration of a global pandemic in March 2020, an unprecedented opportunity arrived for the forces advancing digital IDs. Yep. As Andrew Budd, the CEO of biometric tech company and Department of Homeland Security contractor, I prove P-R-O-O-V enthused, quote, the evolution of vaccine certificates will actually drive the whole field of digital ID in the future. So therefore, this is not just about COVID. This is about something even bigger. There, they're just saying it. They're admitting it. Unreal. We need to understand this. We need to know about this. We need to push back against this. We need to reject this. By the following year, ID2020 and USAID, partnered biometric ID firm Simprints, had leveraged funding from Gates Foundation Foundation to publish an article entitled, quote, COVID-19 Vaccine Delivery, an opportunity to set up systems for the future. The authors argued that COVID-19 vaccines in the global south could be used as a, quote, potential lever to deliver digital biometric IDs. Here's some of the strategic partners, our partners with the ability to amplify our work. Simprint's strategic partners provide targeted resources to help us close the gap between our current and potential impact. Okay. There you go. You see Gavi right there. You say you. see UKAid, You see USAID. Uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, of course. They have their fingers in every global health pie. Uh, every place and every and every twisted endeavor that's happening, they seem to be funding it. They've captured so much of the media. Uh, all of their global health outcomes have led to negative health out uh, global health initiatives and programs have led to negative health outcomes for people. Um, The oral polio vaccine in the global south has led to hundreds of thousands of children being paralyzed in India alone, creating a wild strain of polio. Uh, And the dude is just that organization is just sickening. Anyway, keep moving. They went on to admit that such digital biometric systems would stay in place long after the COVID 19 pandemic was over and would be exploited for an array of purposes after the rollout. Quote, biometrics have the advantage of being agnostic to use case, the co authors wrote, meaning they can connect different systems during or even after rollout. Okay. Elizabeth Rainieris of the Notre Dame IBM Tech Ethics Lab resigned from a technical advisory role in ID twenty twenty, citing quote risk to civil liberties after the initiative teamed up with tech giants to design COVID immunity passports backed up by experimental blockchain technology. Yeah, so all of this will be end up on the blockchain. Right now, uh, there's the, there's paper cards that you have, uh, and some people have QR code based apps. So it's going to go paper, apps, blockchain. And once it's blockchain, that can become so programmable that it can surveil you down to every aspect of what you do in your life. Um, anything you can think of how you could be surveilled, they'll be able to do it, including what food you eat, uh, where you work, where you travel to, what you're allowed to spend your money on based on your social credit score, where you can go. Unbelievable. Biometrics, making it uh, whether or not you're allowed to get into your home all sorts of stuff they can do. And guess what? Anything they can do, they will do unless we push back because power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And power concedes nothing without a demand. Rainieras went on to denounce the burgeoning ID system as a civil liberties nightmare. Quote, the prospect of severely curtailing the fundamental rights and freedoms of individuals through Ill-thought-out plans for immunity passports or similar certificates, particularly ones that would leverage premature standards and a highly experimental and potentially rights-infringing technology like blockchain, is beyond dystopian. Yeah, and this is someone from the Notre Dame IBM Tech Ethics Lab. Unreal. All right, let's check in with the chat, see what's going on. Cool. Cool. All right, let's see. What's up, cacao girl. How you doing? Welcome. What are you saying here? These bitches have to be taken down now. Yeah, hard agree on that. There is more of us than there are of them. You're absolutely right. There absolutely are. um let's see we got bill gates thinks he can save the world and he has that evil smile he knows what he is doing and also joe biden is forgetting where he is he's a leader he always asks where my mask is so staged yeah it seems like a lot of uh hygiene theater nonsense going on um let's keep moving digital id mavens prey on the global poor While linking a digital biometric ID to individuals' finances is almost certain to exclude masses of people and has even killed some by cutting impoverished citizens off from government services, predatory financial and credit institutions see the technology as the perfect means for capitalizing on untapped and developing markets. A September 2021 report By BankServe Africa, the largest automated digital payments clearinghouse in Africa, which is headed by former executives at MasterCard, Visa and and IBM, urged South Africa to adopt a biometric digital ID system. Digital identity, a South African journey. Okay, the report proclaimed, quote. The time has come for consumers, investors and the private and public sectors to work collectively to achieve the common goal of enabling a robust, secure and trusted digital identity for South Africa. BankServe Africa's digital payment platform is currently being tested in Namibia, Zimbabwe and Tanzania with financial support for the World Bank from the World Bank USAID, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Oh, God, what a trifecta of just garbage city right there. Oh, quote, the COVID-19 pandemic has shown just how critical a digital ID is. BankServe Africa's chief business officer insisted. BankServe Africa's report argued that a robust biometric digital ID system will help South Africa achieve, quote, simpler FICA, meaning credit score, processes, and, quote, fair, transparent, competitive, sustainable, responsible, efficient, and effective consumer credit market. A more sustainable credit market? That's wonderful. But behind the lofty neoliberal rhetoric depl- deployed by the financial industry lies a sordid record of profiteering and privacy invasion on a massive scale. In 2007, Vodafone and Safaricom launched M Pesa, a system that allows users to digitally deposit, withdraw, transfer, and pay with money. The project was, quote, able to make credit and growth capital available to millions of people who have never had access to credit before, according to Ariel Wellano, who led the team that designed and built the credit scoring engine for M Pesa in Kenya. But a study by a economist, Alan Gibson, revealed that it was the financial sector, not the rural population of the global south, that truly benefited from M-Pesa. Meanwhile, the living conditions of the system's mostly impoverished participants failed to improve at all. Quote, what is indisputable is that the supply side of the financial market has benefited greatly from the last 10 years. Bank sales have increased by 2.5 times and profits by 3.5 times, with profit margins also increased. The inclusion years have undoubtedly been good years for the banks. This apparent contrast between conspicuously supply-side success and a still poor economy raises questions on the role of the finance sector. In particular, it begs questions on who what It is there to serve and on the incentives that drive behavior, end quote. In a further indictment of supposedly inclusive digital payment schemes, the Review of African Political Economy found that, quote, the bulk of this M-PACE of value does not go to the poor. Rather, such fintech is very clearly designed to hoover up value and deposit it into the hands of a narrow global digital financial elite that are the main forces behind the fintech revolution. Despite the evidence of widening inequality, Bill Gates, whose foundation spends hundreds of billions of dollars promoting digital financial services for the poor, gushed praise for M-Pesa. Quote, M-Pesa is an excellent program, Gates effused on Twitter in one of several tweets hailing the digital payment system. Gates linked to an article promoting the program by NPR, the U.S. public broadcaster, which has received upwards of 17.5 million dollars from Gates while producing hundreds of articles praising the tech billionaire and his initiatives around the world. There you go, guys. Our media is completely captured. Even outlets like NPR are totally compromised and are totally uh, bought and sold by by entities like uh, like like Bill Gates and the, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It's unbelievable. Back in the U.S., meanwhile, Gates' ID2020 campaign has collaborated with the forces advancing a system that registers America's vaccination status with the same corporation that calculates their financial credit score. Hear that. Back in the U.S., meanwhile, Gates' ID2020 campaign has collaborated with the forces advancing a system that registers America's vaccination status with the same corporation that calculates their financial credit score. I'm pretty sure he's talking about Experion right there which has gotten hacked and everybody's private information has gotten stolen through it a couple of years ago. remember that? And also they're tying ID status to credit score status so they're already figuring out your ter- your social credit score. They're already creating the infrastructure for it. It's super messed up. Let's see what's going on in the chat. Cool. All right, what's up? Welcome you7. how you doing? Cool. Awesome. Oh, it's somebody else that thinks I am a call for an uprising, which I am not, but uh, that's okay. Super weird. The U.S. credit industry and digital immunity ID outfits collaborate on, quote, huge opportunities for the commercial sector. In Illinois, residents are currently required to verify that they have received the COVID-19 vaccine through an online portal called Vax Verify, which will work in concert with Chicago's soon to be implemented vaccine passport. So, yeah, Illinois is already moving forward with this. To register their proof of vaccination, Illinois residents must turn to Experian. I was right. There you go. The world's leading credit score service. Already, the VaxVerify portal is facing backlash for providing inaccurate vaccine status information. It is also the subject of serious security concerns, given Experian's record of breaches that leaked the personal data of millions of citizens from Brazil to South Africa. There you go. Further, the online portal requires that any resident with a freeze on their credit must unfreeze it with with Experian before registering a vaccination. Quote, "using experian is definitely one of the worst vaccine passports i've seen yet electronic frontier foundation director of engineering uh, alexis hancock commented to yahoo news after illinois became the first us state to forge a formal relationship between vaccine certifications and experian illinois congressman and financial industry darling bill foster introduced legislation that would foist a digital biometric id onto the entire american population the improving digital identity act of 2021 introduced by foster in july calls for the public sector and particularly the department of homeland security to work with the private sector to develop a new biometric digital id infrastructure for the united states In November 2020, the Gates-sponsored ID2020 provided an online forum for Foster to promote his bill. During the event, the congressman advocated for, quote, a trusted biometric digital immunity certificate system. While expanding that, his bill would obtain biometrics from every citizen so private corporations could then leverage it to generate enormous profits. Unbelievable, man. They really are trying to move forward with this, and it's happening right under our nose, and we don't know what's going on. Quote, once the government has taken those fairly serious biometrics from you, there will be huge opportunities for the commercial sector to leverage that, he said. And to try to get this all started, I introduced the Improving Digital ID Act. Good for you, man. You corporate whore. Banking and credit card companies are among the many commercial sectors that Foster's bill will benefit through a digital biometric IDs, through digital biometric IDs. The bill plainly states that the corporate ID system will give, quote, underbanked and unbanked individuals better access to financial services, cloaking the opening of markets for finance giants in the same woke language that ID4D and ID2020 employ. Yeah, that's how they do it. But as tech oligarchs and their partners in the financial and national security industries leverage the coronavirus epidemic to institute a lucrative apparatus of digital monitoring, dissent is erupting in the countries where vaccine passports have begun to exclude millions. Protests erupt after vaccine passports and, quote, people who have very little to do with parliament in New York City. Ground zero of the U.S. vaccination passport rollout, where over 80 percent of all COVID social distancing arrests were conducted against black residents in 2020, simmering tensions boiled over when three black diners initiated a brawl with staff at Carmine's, an Upper West Side restaurant that prevented them from dining without their vaccination proof. The incident spurred condemnation from a local Black Lives Matter chapter, which accused city authorities of exploiting mask mandates and vaccine passports to exclude and incarcerate black residents. Quote, what we are seeing here is the NYPD and restaurants using vaccination proof as a reason to discriminate against black people, declared BLM activist Kimberly Bernard. Quote here by Scooter Caster, quote, we will not sit by and allow you to use this pandemic for you to use vaccination cards, for you to use masks as another reason to be racist, said BLM activist, Kimberly Bernard, co-founder of Black Women's March during Cancel Carmine's protest in NYC. All right, let's play this.
1: And I want to say that we have not forgotten that in the height of this pandemic, the NYPD used the mask mandate as a a reason to enforce racist policy. Right on. On the Upper West Side and on the Upper East Side, when white folks were sitting in parks, sunbathing, police officers, NYPD officers walked through those parks and smiled at these white residents and handed them masks. In the South Bronx, what they were doing was rounding up black men, women, and children beating them, harassing them for not having masks. Once again, what we are seeing here is the NYPD and restaurants using vaccination cards as a reason to discriminate against black people. And what we are here today to say is that we are serving notice on the mayor We are serving notice on the governor, we are serving notice on the restaurant industry that we will not sit by and allow for you to use this pandemic, for you to use vaccination cards, for you to use masks as another reason to be racist, to throw us in prison, because there's enough of us in there. And so what we're saying is if you are going to enforce the law, you ought to enforce it equally across the board. Right.
0: There you go. There you go. Another pretense to uh enforce racist uh uh crime enforcement policies. Here we go. France has been the site of some of the world's largest protests against the vaccine passport system imposed under the watch of former banker and president Emmanuel Macron. Let's not forget, Emmanuel Macron was a World Economic Forum young global leader uh, as recently as 2017. So he went through his globalist finishing school pipeline system on August 14th. Over two hundred and ten thousand people took to the streets in over two hundred protests across France. Uh, against the nascent biomedical security regime. Puncturing the corporate media's pigeonholing of the demonstrations as far-right shock troops, Francis Leman described them as, quote, alone, coupled up, here with their family or friends of all ages, white, black, employed, retired, some vaccinated, others who refused to get the shot, end quote. French journalist Pauline Bach noted that in her country, quote, the only trade that's exempt from mandatory vaccines, the police will be the will be the one to make sure everybody else obeys. The policy is ripe for authoritarian misuse, end quote. In Italy, meanwhile, Italian prime minister and former European Central Bank president uh, Mario Draghi has mandated that all employees of both public and private businesses produce a Green Pass proving vaccination in order to enter their place of work. You can't even go to work without it. The Green Pass vaccine passport system has already excluded unvaccinated individuals from restaurants, gyms, as well as trains, buses, and domestic flights across the country. Official government numbers show the pass has failed to increase vaccine uptake. With the expansion of the green pest to places of work, Italians have risen up in some of the largest protests the world has seen against the nation's biosecurity regime. Here we go. This is in Italy. Let's play this. (laughs) Massive turnout.
1: yeah
0: amazing this is not happening so much in the states there's been massive marches against vaccine mandates and rightly so, but in terms of uh, railing against vaccine passports, there hasn't been as much, probably because they've only been implemented so far in certain blue cities. Um, And for whatever reason, the people in the blue cities seem to be relatively fine with them, which is ridiculous to me. Um, But here we go. On October 9th, hundreds of thousands of protesters poured into Italian streets from Rome to Uh, Trento to voice their rejection of Draghi's policy. In Rome, where police repressed peaceful demonstrators with batons and riot shields, a group of about 20 far-right hooligans attacked a local union office while police stood by. Interior Minister Carlo Sebelia exploited the incidents to claim that, quote, neo-fascist groups hide behind the so-called anti-vaxxers, end quote. That's crazy because the People that are pushing these vaccine passports, they are the neo-fascists. They are the techno fascists. They're the techno they're the they're the purveyors of tech of would-be technocracy, of using technology to control every aspect of our life. They're techno fascists, y'all. And how great is it for an interior minister to flip the script and try to claim that neo-fascist groups hide behind the so-called anti-vaxxers. It's absolutely ridiculous. Some 1984 shit. The secretary of a faction of Italy's Communist Party, Marco Rizzo, who has condemned the passport system as, quote, a discriminatory, divisive tool that pits one against the other, uh, cast suspicion on the incident. He says, Rome protest. The union building usually closed on a Saturday was strangely open. In this video, you can see people who we believe are police changing into black clothes to incite violence and indicate violent black shirts, fascist protesters. Yeah, in this video which I'm going to play, and those listening on the podcast the union building opened on the weekend it's not supposed to be and then you see people, you see people who appear to be officers changing outfits into uh, black black style guard uh, before this incident happened yeah And they're re oh, the, the
1: the This is pretty wild.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's a crazy video. In an October 10th statement, Rizzo warned that the incident of, quote, fascist violence the day before played directly into the hands of the neoliberal government and questioned whether a new strategy of tension was in play. The communist leader was referring to the Italian state's covert weaponization of far-right militants during the 1970s years of lead uh, to foment violence and neutralize Marxist organizations. The demonstrations have now spread to the port city of Trieste, uh, where union dock workers have refused to offload goods until the Green Pass is revoked. On October 18th, Italian police attempted to break the workers' strike with water cannons tear gas and heavy repression yeah there is serious protests going on throughout europe man and other places australia new zealand okay let's see here is uh here's in the port of trist wow people being pushed back by riot police being smacked in the head Yeah, very, very draconian measures being taken against peaceful protesters. Two days before anti-green passport protests exploded across Italy, the renowned philosopher Giorgio Agamben appeared before the Italian Senate's Constitutional Affairs Commission to issue a dramatic statement of opposition to the green past. is most famous for his concept of homo cesare, or a bare life, in which an individual is stripped of rights and reduced to their biological essence in an extra legal regime justified by war or other emergencies. When Italian authorities declared the first lockdown in March 2020, the philosopher applied the theory to his own country's heavy handed restrictions. Quote, the defining feature of this great transformation that they are attempting to impose is that the mechanism which renders it formally possible is not a new body of laws, but a state of exception. In other words, not an affirmation of, but the suspension of constitutional guarantees, end quote. The philosopher explained in the foreword to his collection of 2020 writings on COVID-19, uh, quote, where are we now, the epidemic as politics. In his remarks before the Italian Senate, Agamben pointed to a sinister agenda behind the official rationale for vaccine passports. Quote, it has been said by scientists and doctors that the green pass has no medical significance in itself, but serves to force people to get vaccinated. Instead, I think we must say the opposite, that the vaccine is a means of forcing people to have the green pass. That is a device that allows individuals to be monitored and tracked an unprecedented measure. That is, the, there it is. That's the reality. The vaccine is not why we're getting the green pass. The green pass is because the green pass, okay, it's not about the vaccine passport. It's about the vaccine. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm slipping up here a little bit. The vaccine passport is not about the vaccine it's about getting us those passports to create this digital id infrastructure to track us and control us and monitor us unbelievable why did i just try to repeat that like 3 times after it was just so eloquently eloquently put by the philosopher i'm just going to read it again it has been said by scientists and doctors that the green pass has no medical significance in itself but serves to force people to get vaccinated Instead, I think we must say the opposite that the vaccine is a means of forcing people to have the green pass. The vaccine is a means of forcing people to have the green pass. That is a device that allows individuals to be monitored and tracked, an unprecedented measure. The philosopher concluded his address by taking aim at the supranational forces. Bill Gates, The World Economic Forum and the Rockefeller Foundation, among others, determined to impose a system of digital identification and high tech social credit as much as much of the human on as much as the human population as possible. Quote, I believe that in this perspective, Agamben warned. Quote, it is more urgent than ever for parliamentarians to consider the political transformation underway, which in the long run is destined to empty parliament of its powers, reducing it to simply approving in the name of biosecurity decrees emanating from organizations and people who have very little to do with parliament. Wow. This guy. uh, Really, very eloquently has put uh, has put it. And here's a video. Let's see what this video is of him. This is him speaking in the
1: Senate.
0: Grazie. Okay, I, this is him speaking in Parliament. I'm pretty sure it's all in Italian. Um, il primo è la evidente, del
1: wow, testico. this
0: guy's brilliant. So, yeah, I'm not going to play that because it's all in Italian, but... Uh, That is the second half of the article, you guys. And I think that it ends very powerfully. And I think that we all need to start pushing back against vaccine passports in America, which inevitably they're going to be rolled out like they have in New York and L.A. and Chicago and other cities like that, um, where people are swallowing the mainstream COVID narrative full cloth for some reason. Uh, Yeah, that's unbelievable but, uh, I guess that's it for today. Anything else in the chats? Um, not really cool. Cool. Um, yeah. Amazing article. We need to push back against this. We need to spread the word. The more people that know about it, the better. So please share this around. Um, Again, this is an article by The Gray Zone, which is a great publication. You should definitely check out. Uh, It was written by Jeremy Lafredo and Max Blumenthal. You can find them uh, on Twitter. You can find Jeremy at uh, Lafredo Jeremy. That's L-O-F-F-R-E-D-O Jeremy. And Max Blumenthal, you can follow him on Twitter at Max Blumenthal. That's B-L-U-M-E-N-T-H-A-L. They're both great. Uh, Max Wimithall is the editor of The Gray Zone. Jeremy Lafredo is a contributor. He also contributes to Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s publication, The Defender, which is really a great outlet. Um, so you should uh, definitely check that out. And you can you can connect with me by uh, by uh, by joining my newsletter at JFODnews.com. Also, you can follow me at Twitter, at uh, TheRealJFOD, and spread the word about this stuff. And very soon... You can already find content of mine. I'm now on Rockfin. So definitely check out uh, rockfin.com slash jfod And uh, we're going to go from there. Last thing in the chat. Cool. Mariana says, doing great work, John. Keep it up. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. I'm really trying here with this. Mia Sarah gives the thumbs up. Awesome. I appreciate all of you very much. And um, yeah, make sure make sure to check out the stream. Make sure to share it uh, and enjoy the rest of your day. Love you guys. Bye-bye.